All right, welcome back to the this week's episode of the In the Flat podcast. I'm your host Jordan. Uh, joined with Jess, Tony right now is out um, at one of the games filming the sidelines. Um, yep, for Michigan. That, yeah, for Michigan. Yep, they're paying him. Um, so, so yeah. Um, this week, kind of hefty. Some good games to preview for Week Ten. Some stunner games from uh, the previous week and then also our first college football playoff top 25 came out this uh tuesday so we'll be talking about all that and probably some more um so just to start off we're going to review some of the games last week um i know we had some you know standout games arizona over uh, oregon state kansas over oklahoma um oregon dominating against utah Georgia dominating, you know, all that. Just did any games stand out to you? Um, surprised you besides that USC Cal game? I care <laughs> about it. I mean, Oklahoma versus Kansas surprised me. I thought with just how well rounded Oklahoma had looked uh, so far this season, that, you know, Kansas is a good team. I just didn't think they were really going to be able to hang. Uh, clearly I was wrong. Um, I also was very surprised. Like, I think I was the only one of us that predicted Oregon to beat Utah. Um, but even I didn't think they were just going to dominate them like that. Like I thought Utah would be able to hang in a little bit. Like Oregon would win comfortably, but you know, Utah would, at least give them a fight. They did. They didn't seem to even do that. But uh, other than that, I mean, the fact that Texas beat BYU the way they did with uh, Malik Murphy in instead of Quinn Ewers, that was surprising. But I mean, overall, this weekend, pretty good weekend, but not too much that like blew me away. No, yeah, definitely. I think there's like a couple like that Kansas Oklahoma game was kind of a game that it, it, I think it was a toss up depending on what kind of Kansas we got. And I think Kansas has the potential to be an upsetter for a lot of teams. Um, the biggest one I, I know I didn't talk about is uh, North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech 46 to 42 um, and let Georgia Tech put up 635 total yards. And pat and pass for four touchdowns. Um, so uh, maybe UNC we were a little excited about with their defense being better, but I guess they kind of turned away and it kind of went back to the old ways. So, but those are our previews for this week. Um, past week, I know um, we haven't been fully with the Sunday Pie Monday podcast, but um, we're going to try to get back into those uh, in the next coming weeks because it's getting close to um, conference championship games and bowls. So, but now let's jump into the top 25 uh, college football playoff rankings. The first one to come out for this season. And I'm just going to go from the top down. I'm going to do five each time um, and just get your takes on them. So 25 is Air Force. 24 is Tulane, 23 is Kansas State, 22 is Oklahoma State, and 21 is Kansas, and then USC is 20. Um, just are those surprising to you? Anyone that should be higher, lower, things like that? I mean, 
I personally would have Air Force a little higher. Got to respect the eight and zero, um, but I it's I don't think they should be like a top fifteen kind of team or anything. I'm surprised Kansas isn't a little bit higher just because of the fact that you know their most recent game saw them beating a top ten team, whereas a team like USC who has done well overall, but they barely beat Cal in the last week. Because as we get a bit higher, I think we are going to notice some recency bias. But other than that, I don't have too much of an issue with it. Uh, maybe give Tulane a little bit more love. Got to rep the AAC you know, for my Pirates. But um, other than that, I don't have any issue with it. No, yeah, I think the biggest issue is, I mean, uh, James Madison not being in there. It is disappointing. Undefeated. I think they're they're ranked in the AP poll 23rd. It's just I, I think it's just weird to see them not at least in the initial one. I mean, the thing is though, there's mm. as crazy as it is, there's a theoretical path, I would say, for pretty much every team on the on the top twenty five right now to make the playoff. James Actually, Madison has no path. I, I think I think that's why they're not in. Never mind. Yeah, I take that back. Yeah, I think like, they're not in because they can't make a bowl game right now because yeah, it's some, their yeah, second yeah, year. So something like that. Never mind about that. But uh yeah. Um so the next um 19 is UCLA, 18 is Utah, 17 is Tennessee, 16 is Oregon State, and 15 is Notre Dame. Um in my eyes, I think that that right there is a pretty good solid. Uh, five. Yeah, I don't have any issue with it. I mean, Notre Dame, uh, with how it seems they're putting teams, I don't think they could be any higher. But USC at 20, they've still got a lot to prove, and they've got some time ahead of them to do it. Uh, Same with UCLA. I could see... Like a world where Utah and Kansas are flipped again due to that recency bias, but I'm okay with where they're at. No, yeah, definitely. I think this this right here is pretty solid. I think the teams up ahead we'll talk about are a little better, little better schedule, a little better record. Um, so the next is LSU is 14, uh, Louisville is 13, uh, Missouri is 12, Penn State 11, and Ole Miss is 10. Anything on that, Jess? I, in my eyes, I think that's honestly like it's to me. If you go down from probably nineteen to fourteen, anywhere in there, those teams could all be flipped, and it could be Oregon State at four. You know, like I think that at that stretch with those two lost teams, they're all. It could be who, whatever on that day they say, you know, kind of thing. I, I that's in my eyes. Yeah, I feel like we're right now at the point of the season where, I mean, one, Oregon State maybe drops a little lower for me. Um, Maybe you put actually them behind like uh, Tennessee a little bit, Utah, something like that. But in this range, I would say of like the – really like 20 
2021 to about 12, I think you could really flip-flop pretty much any of them in any order, and you could have a justifiable reason for why they're there. Once you hit, once you hit the Penn State, Ole Miss area where they've got some impressive wins under their belt, they're on, they've only got one loss, like Missouri, Louisville, not quite as impressive to me, but we're, we're kind of in that area, especially at the point of the season now where those middle of the top 25, like you could argue pretty much for any of them, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I think that's uh, definitely the case on a lot of these teams. Um, so now we're going to uh, crack the top 10. We, we already said 10 with his Ole Miss. Now uh, nine is Oklahoma. Eight is Bama. Seven is Texas. Six is Oregon. And I'll, I'll tell you five. Five is Washington. So I would switch Oklahoma and Penn State simply for the fact that Penn State's loss to Ohio State is much more impressive to me than Oklahoma's loss to uh, Kansas, despite but, the fact that it was so much closer. But uh, you got to look. It's it's who the teams play. Uh, yeah, and I would o- Oklahoma say, played Texas. I mean, Penn State lost to Ohio State at Ohio State. So, I don't know. Like, for me, I just think I would have – I would flip those guys, the, those teams. It Penn State's offense did not look good, but that Ohio State defense looks like it's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. You know, Oklahoma – Again, Kansas is a good team, but I don't think anyone would try to compare Kansas and Ohio State for, like, which is a more impressive loss, a one-score game against Ohio State at Ohio State or a one-score loss against uh, against Kansas? And was that at Kansas? It was at, it was at Kansas. It was at or, – or a one-score loss against Kansas at Kansas. Uh, for me, I just think that Penn State is just should be at uh, number nine, and then put Oklahoma at eleven. Other than that, you know, it feels like with what they just did to Utah, Oregon is like the hot team right now in college football. But I like that they put Washington ahead despite like a little bit of a slump they had hit there for a little bit offensively. I like I the, the top five, honestly, to me is I I I, I would say like a, the top five, top six, I, I'd say it's perfect. Yeah. I mean, so four is uh Florida State, three is Michigan, two is Georgia, and one in is Ohio State. But I definitely yeah, can see all these teams being number one. I mean, if you make it to the top four, you're no matter if you're one, two, or three, or four, you're in the college football playoff. So I, I think, honestly, being so early also in the season, you know, we still got Ohio State, Michigan. Um, we still got Georgia, Georgia against Missouri this weekend, um, Florida State against whoever's in the ACC, ACC championship, which I don't think Florida State's going to lose the ACC championship game. 
because I don't know who's good enough to probably gonna be UNC despite the loss, but you never know. Right now, it's Louis Louisville. That's who they'll play. Oh yeah, that's true. Louisville's looked really good. I mean, uh, but, yeah. I don't know. But, I'll have to check their their schedule, Louisville schedule, see if I can see them taking another loss. UNC. Um. So Louisville plays Dor- uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami, and Kentucky. That's uh, their. I don't think yeah. I see them losing one of those. U- UNC plays Campbell. Their next game, then Duke, then Clemson, then NC State. I think North Carolina going to lose another game. UNC could lose another game. I don't think Louisville does. So, yeah, we could probably going to get Florida State, Louisville. Yeah. That'll Definitely. Be but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Washington, I mean, Michigan has the air of this controversy hovering over them. So they might not even be allowed to play in the playoff, depending on how this scandal goes. Uh, and then after that, Georgia Georgia and Michigan have played the 100th ranked schedule and the 111th, 110th ranked schedule. Ohio State easily has the two best wins of any team in the top four to six, honestly, with Notre Dame at Notre Dame and then against Penn State. Yeah, and and that's why they're one. So I'm – I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, no, Georgia should be number one. No, Michigan should be number one. Ohio State is number one. That's fine. The Georgia was never going to go outside of the top two. I It was either going to be them at number one or them at number two. So, and then Michigan, then uh, it, would, it was a toss-up if they were going to give Florida State the nod or Washington the nod. Or – Ohio State's most points they let up was 17 against Maryland. It's wild. That's the that's the most points. Then it was 12 against Penn or 14 against Notre Dame, and then 12 against Penn State. Other than I don't that, think that's changing this week against Rutgers. No <laughs> other team puts up the points. So honestly, we could go into that Ohio State Michigan game with teams that don't let up more than 20 points. That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. I, I'm pretty sure if I – Michigan hasn't let up like more than 10 points this whole season. Yeah, the most points they let up was against Minnesota, which was 10 points. So. That's insane. Good thing Michigan's not going to Purdue because Purdue is the juggernaut of beating top four teams at Purdue. <laughs> But now let's jump into this week 10 preview, which is crazy to say it's already week 10 and we're going to, it's November already and we're going to be in bowl season in no time and college football playoffs and championship game here in no time. And it's kind of crazy to see it's going to end already (laughs) this soon. But so to start off this week 10 preview, um, we'll go with probably the, the one game that doesn't really – I don't know how to even judge this game, but Kansas State at Texas. Um, Texas is coming off the solid BYU uh, – dominating a solid BYU team, even without Quinn Ewers. Um, my, uh, Malik Murphy stepped up through 
Uh, 16 uh, completed 16 pass, passes for 170 yards, two uh, touchdowns, but he did th- throw one interception. Um, Kansas is entering this game on a three-game winning streak where they have outscored their opponents 120 to 24. Um, and then with big victories over TCU, who is kind of a down, but and then also over Houston in their last two games. So, Jess. Uh, who do you got on this game, Kansas State or Texas? And tell me why it's going to be Texas. Well, actually, I'm picking Kansas State. Um, and that's because I was not very impressed by Malik Murphy of Texas. And I think Kansas State's offense is much more potent than BYU's. So I don't think Texas's defense is going to be able to hold them in check enough to not have to rely on Murphy. And I don't think Murphy is ready to be relied upon to, you know, for such in a, you know, in, in such an occasion, I think Kansas state is going to be able to put up points. And I just don't think Texas is going to be able to keep up. They've got talent. And that's the only thing that makes me hesitate is I do think Texas, there are very few teams that I think have, has more talent than Texas, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. But I just don't think the guy under center for Texas is going to be able to get the job done in a shootout. And Kansas State, I think, is good enough to turn it into one. So I think Kansas State's going to win this game by – could end up being like three scores, three, four scores. So I am not with you. I think Texas is going to win this game at Texas. Kansas State, I, I don't know how to read this team. 120 to like. In the, in the last three games, but their last yeah. three games were against. 120 Houston. to 24 in the last three. Their last three games were against Houston, Houston and TCU. TCU, Houston, and then. And Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Which they let up 21 points. Quick math. Um, but. Um, I got Texas. I think it being at home, I think being Malik Murphy's second start this season, I think he's going to step up a little more. I mean, we saw every, everyone's talking about how did Texas keep Malik Murphy after that spring game. Um, and I think he's going to step up and put up a solid game at home against T- Kansas State. Because honestly, I don't know how to even place Kansas State because they just looked kind of weird early in the season. They were supposed to be the Big 12 champs. Everybody, I'm pretty sure, like this is they were the, the not unanimous, but they were voted to win the Big 12. So, but I got Texas. I don't. I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be a touchdown or ten points. But I got Texas on this one. I think they're gonna be more dominant. Malik Murphy's gonna step into his role a lot better and be able to put up the numbers. And even though Kansas State has only let up 24 points in the last three games. And just look at their opponents. I, I think that's the biggest thing. And I think their defense is going to step up like last week against a solid BYU team. So give me Texas, Jess. And Jess is wrong, everybody, again. <laughs> I've been the Texas guy on no, this No, no, you haven't. I was the one that yes, said Texas is back, and you said no. I <laughs> Tony's the one that definitely was not pro-Texas. I had Texas going – Almost, pretty much almost undefeated and contending for the playoffs this year. Man, I, I think they still have a chance, and I don't think Kansas State's going to stop them at their chance. 
So, all right. Moving on to one of the other two ranked teams in this college football playoffs. Number one, or number, not number one, sorry. Number two, Georgia against number 12, Missouri in Athens. Um, uh, Georgia played really well last week, despite not having their star player, Brock Bowers. Uh, Carson Beck did have a, a good uh, outing. He went, he finished 19 for 28, had 315 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but they do still look a little sluggish on defense. They're not the defense that everybody thinks is Georgia's defense. Um, Florida still put up 20 points last week. Missouri is coming off, coming off a bye and probably having one of the best seasons they've had in a long time, going being 7-1 and one, um, and losing the only game to LSU. Um, so, Jess, who do you have on this one? Um, and, yeah. I've got Georgia. I've learned to not pick against Georgia until proven otherwise. I will be sticking with Georgia. You know, last time I thought a team that was also ranked had been looking good, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. You know, that was Kentucky, and Georgia certainly woke up for that game. The fact that Brock Bowers won't be playing means nothing to me. I'm sticking with Georgia. I'm not going to get embarrassed by Georgia again. If they lose, they lose, but I'm not picking against them. Not not this time. All right. Well, everyone, anyone that's listening to the podcast and not seeing this, I am all I am I am rocking the Missouri mm-hmm. uh beanie. So I am going with Missouri. I think Missouri, this is gonna be the first real test for Georgia. I think Missouri can put Talk up numbers. about Kentucky, just saying. Yeah, but Kentucky look is kind of weird this year. They're down. Missouri is up. They are scrappy team. Can put up the numbers. Quarterback play is great. Receivers are great. I mean, one of the best receivers in the uh, SEC and Luther Burden um, can put up numbers. He already he's almost at that. He's at 905 receiving yards, six touchdowns. Um, so I think he's going to put up numbers. I, I think the Georgia defense is is kind of off right now because their offense is not 100%. I, I think it's not 100% gelling. I think despite the last week's game where they won 43-20, to 20, it was against a Florida team that's down right now. Doesn't It's not the original, like the Florida team we always see. Um, so we don't, I mean, yeah, they didn't have Brock Browers the first game without him but we haven't seen them play a team that might be able to stop them without block Brock Bowers. Now you don't have that, that tight end that's running down the field. That's pulling four guys on him because he's going to, you throw him the ball half the time. So I got Missouri. I think it's gonna be close. I, I think the majority of Missouri games are close just cause, but um, yeah, Missouri by a touchdown or a field goal late in the game, final drive kind of situation. Fair I know, enough. I know, I'm right, Jess, and Jess is wrong. Um, I know, Tony, Tony, actual state of assuming things. Also, Tony is picking Missouri on this one too. Um, he is. I don't know for sure, but I, <laughs> I'm just reading his mind right now. So, Missouri, you got two of us. Jess is going to be wrong on this one. Um, go Mizzou. Uh, so the next game, 
And this is probably the you know one of the bigger games this weekend. Um, could really impact a lot in the Pac-12 and and, and honestly rankings. Um, it's Washington at USC. Um, Washington is kind of playing down right now. They just barely escaped Stanford last week, forty-two to thirty-three, and. But Michael Penix did have a bounce-back game with 369 passing yards and four touchdowns. Um, USA, USC is coming off a really close 50-49 to game against Cal where Caleb Williams did not look like the Caleb Williams, really, though, that we've had. I mean, and, and USC's defense is looking bad, so... Jess, who do you have on this one? And I know you love Caleb Williams, but do you honestly think Caleb Williams can carry his team past Washington? I do not. I think Caleb Williams is still the clear number one pick. I think he is still the best quarterback prospect. I still think he is the best quarterback in all of college football. That being said, the team around him is just not up to snuff. I think Washington is just going to do whatever they want against that defense. And I think this could turn into another kind of Notre Dame game for Caleb Williams, where running for his life, taking constant hits, he's trying to play hero ball. It's not going to work. He's going to have turnovers. And I think Washington's just going to decimate him. I, I like Caleb Williams, I like some of the pieces that they got there, but the team as a whole, particularly in the trenches, it just doesn't match up. No, yeah, their defense doesn't look good. I mean, that's and, it lightly. <laughs> yeah, and it's it sucks because they have such a high-powered offense and the weapons, and their defense just doesn't hold their end up. And also, their offensive line doesn't look that great. Caleb Williams is playing like a man that needs to run around. He, he has no time half the time. He's running out of the pocket majority of the time. Um, the good, the one thing I could say was a bright point in this Cal game is their running game really took off and they had a really good um, run game. But other than that, I think Washington's going to be able to put up points. Michael Penix Jr. is probably, honestly, he needs to have an another 369 passing yards for a touchdown game to get put back in that talk for winning the Heisman again. He needs to pick it up, and I, I think this is going to be a game where he can throw four, four, four fifty easily with five or six touchdowns just because USC's defense is so bad. I mean, USC let up a bazillion yards to – Cal last week they let up 570 uh, 27 passing yard or total yards last week and it just you would look if you look at the stats for USC last week they had the other Cal had four turnovers and they still only won by one so you can't be having that if you win the turnover battle like that I think they won yeah it was uh they won the turnover battle four to one yeah you can't win by one after winning the turnover battle by three. Like it just, you can't, it's really, really bad. 
Definitely. I think it's going to be a tough game for USC. I think Caleb Williams is going to be able to put up some numbers um, just because Washington's defense is kind of – it's the Pac-12. There's not, like, defense majority of the time. But um, I have to double – I have to check somewhere else because I'm looking at Google right now, just the stat line for the game. According to uh, Google, Caleb Williams had 13 carries – for negative 13 yards, average negative one yards a carry, but added two rushing touchdowns. <laughs> I have to see if that's right. I have to cross-reference that in my own time. But that's – Yeah, it could be like the stat line that your Giants had against the Jets. Negative All right, nine. moving on to the next <laughs> – Negative game. nine. Let's, uh, um, let's talk about that LSU at Alabama matchup, huh? Yeah, let's jump on to the LSU Alabama. I want to talk about that. Yeah, and we can talk about that later. Um, so, or we could just never discuss it. Well, the big, one of the bigger rival games coming out, out uh, this week is uh, LSU at Alabama. Um, two good teams right now. LSU kind of turned it around after having a miserable first game of the season. Alabama's really turned it around, looking more fluent on offense and defense. Um, Bama is sitting at number one in the division uh, at 7-1 and one and 5-0 and oh in the conference. And LSU is third, tied with Ole Miss at 4-1, and one, but Ole Miss has the tiebreaker in that game. So um, the biggest thing for LSU is their defense is bad. Their two losses in eight games is really thanks to their defense. Their defensive struggles, they're ranked uh, 75th in the nation in scoring, but the offense is efficient. They're number one in in scoring and third in passing yardage. So where do you think – what do you think of this game? Do you think LSU has a chance or is it, you know, Alabama is going to dominate like they have been? LSU's got a shot, but I just think Bama's going to win, but I do think it's going to be a close one. That Bama defense is no joke. They've just each week they look like they're getting better. Uh, you can really tell that this team has a decent number of transfers and young guys because they they did not look this good early in the year. Bama, they had they had some serious struggles, but it looks like they've ironed a decent number of things out. And all in all, it, this is just a different Bama team than we saw in weeks like one to four, essentially. LSU is going to be able to put up points. I don't think this de- this Bama defense is going to be able to shut them down, but I think it'll be able to slow them down enough that Alabama's offense will do what it needs to do. And, uh, you know, that that's just going to be that. I don't see LSU's defense being able to do enough to, you know, really stimmy Alabama's offense. The difference is Alabama has one truly impressive unit in that defense, and if they can just slow down LSU's offense, which I think they are more than capable of, LSU's defense I don't think is going to be able to slow down Alabama's offense if Alabama's offense gets rolling, but I think they will. So Alabama 35, LSU 28 kind of game. No, yeah, definitely. I think Alabama has that defense that can stop um, an LSU offense. They already went and stopped a Ole Miss offense that put up 55 points against LSU. So 
I, I just think it's a rival game. It's at Alabama. It's going to be closer than a lot of people are going to think um, just because, I mean, they're Alabama's only a three-point favorite, and it's literally because they're at home. Um, but I, I just think Alabama has a better defense. And right now, Alabama's offense is, looks like it's kind of clicking um, a little better than what we've seen recently. Um, but right now, the, if if LSU wants a chance at the college football playoffs, they have to go into Bama and win. And I think if they do, this is going to be a Jaden Daniels a Heisman moment. If he can put up those numbers, um, I definitely can see them him having a really good chance um, to win the Heisman. It's hard to go into Bama and put up numbers. Um, and so, but right now it's going to be, if Alabama wins this game, I, I see them in the SEC championship game. I don't see anyone else beating them. And they've already beat Ole Miss and LSU. And those are the only other two teams that are in the running for the SEC West. But yeah, it's going to be a lot closer. I think it's going to be 45-28. I'm with that, you know, 35-24 kind of game. I think it's going to be one touchdown, a touchdown to a field goal. Um, Something like that. Somewhere close just because I, I think LSU is going to be able to put up numbers, but I don't. I think Alabama's offense is going to be put up more just because their defense can stop them. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the fact that Alabama's defense can get a couple stops and that LSU's defense can't. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the biggest thing that's coming out of this game. Um, so the next game and our final game is Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma, you know, did just suffer that loss to Kansas. And then also Oklahoma State is, you know, you know, definitely has rebounded after losing to South Alabama and Iowa State, which those losses are not good to have on any resume. Um, so, Jess, what do you think will happen in this Oklahoma Oklahoma State game, which will probably be the last rival game between these two schools for a while because Oklahoma is all leaving the Big 12 this year? I think Oklahoma is going to win. Um, being at Oklahoma State does help Oklahoma State, obviously. I don't think I said anything truly revolutionary there, but I, they, Oklahoma State, ha, after they lost 33-7 to South Alabama, they lost 34-27 to Iowa State. They had some impressive wins, especially when you look back on them now. They beat Kansas State 29 to 21. They beat Kansas 39 to 32. And then they beat West Virginia and Cincinnati 44 34 and 45 13, respectively. But again, I just, I think Oklahoma's too good. I just think the, the difference there, it's going to be too much for Oklahoma State to overcome. Oklahoma's going to be pissed off, I feel like. You know, it was a tough loss, an emotional loss, but I think they're going to be able to bounce back this week. And uh, if this is the last time they play each other for a few years, then I think Oklahoma is going to be looking back a bit more fondly on it than uh, Oklahoma State will be. No, yeah, definitely. I think Oklahoma has the more star power, can put up the numbers. And I don't know what kind of Oklahoma. 
Yeah, better quarterback. I don't know what kind of Oklahoma quarterback we're Oklahoma State quarterback we're gonna get in Bowman. He's been kind of inconsistent passing, can put up numbers, but then can have a less than 60% completion percentage. So honestly, I think Oklahoma is gonna dominate this game from the beginning to the end. I think they're just gonna put I think it's honestly gonna be 21, 28 point win. I think Oklahoma is gonna dominate. I think I think it's gonna be a big bounce back game for Oklahoma which they really need. And also it's, you know, a rival game. You want to, and it's the last one you might have for a couple of years. You want to put up those numbers. You want to dominate. And I think Oklahoma is going to do that. And it's, 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 the team around Oklahoma is better than the team around Oklahoma state right now, especially a quarterback. And I, I mean, Oklahoma I state lost all the quarterbacks. More like a 14 to 17 point difference, but no. it's definitely, slanted in Oklahoma's favor this year. Yeah, definitely. But all right. Well, those are our top games for this week. Um, there are many more games, but I mean, I don't think you all want to hear us talk about Florida State Pitt or Tulane uh, ECU. <laughs> no. no but you if, don't. You, if you do want to talk about the Giants and their negative nine Total yards this past week against what the Jets. Negative nine total yards. It was negative eight, negative nine passing yards. Saquon feasted. We should have won, but we're okay. Well, how many how many punts did that game have? A record number. Yes. Um. So if you want to message Jess on Twitter, um, you can, but you can also follow us on Twitter and message us or X, sorry, on X and message us and tell us. What you think and what do you, what games are you excited for? Um, it's at in the flat pod on X slash Twitter, um, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and Jess's um, username, Twitter handle, X handle is on there, so you can message him or you can just message the Twitter page and be like, Hey, what happened to the Giants? and we'll and get back I to you. I will respond, I will get in there, and we can have a very hearty and also. Meaningful- you can also message Jess and um, ask him to take that helmet down in the background. Um, but That's not happening. Without, with that being said, thanks for listening and bye.